0: And welcome to Reflector Life, the podcast. I'm here to share stories, answer frequently asked questions about being a reflector in the human design system and about human design in general, as well as to talk about what's going on right now. And occasionally, we'll have a guest on to share as well. Thanks so much for being here. I'm your host, Amanda Pruschell, and this is a sliver of the experience of being human. Amplified. Welcome back. I realized that I haven't been sharing what gate the moon is in on this podcast, which is kind of weird. So I thought I'd let you know where the moon is right now uh, because it might help you understand where I'm coming from a little bit more. Uh, The moon is currently in gate 30 as I'm recording this. Um, It is in gate... 30.4, so gate 30 is the clinging fire. I do have gate 41 in my body graph, so there's an electromagnetic connection there. Um, And it's interesting because I was thinking today about something that I've been noticing a lot, which is that a lot of people will say When there's a transit, well, I have this channel now, or I have this gate now, um, I have this definition now, and I think it's something really important to note that we don't have it. It's not us. It's our not-self. It is the program. It is our conditioning. Uh so right now gate 30 is conditioning me. And I just think that it's a small nuance in language but the meaning is very different. So I think it's important to <laughs> to mention that. Um on that note something else that has like come to my attention time and time again uh, over many months, <laughs> um, is this idea that it, it's related, right? It's it's this idea that when a reflector is going through their lunar cycle, that we become different types. But the fact is that okay, right now, I. I have gate 41 and gate 30 is in the moon. So that creates a channel. And what I've heard some people say is, well, now, right now, I'm a projector because I have this projected channel defined. Um, What's actually happening is you're having a little taste of something that's not you. But when we're talking about you know, reflector, projector, generator, and manifester. Uh, we're talking about aura type. So, if you think about the types in terms of aura, it's, your aura is, it is what it is. It's, it's one. You have one aura that is yours, that is, expands beyond your physical body it is your energetic you know space outside your body so again there's a little bit of a language change there that i think could actually clear up a lot of misunderstanding because if you're saying well i'm a projector on this day what you're saying is, "Oh, right now I have a projector aura, but you don't have a projector aura. I don't currently have a projector aura. I never, I will never have that penetrating projector aura. I will always have that sampling uh, reflector aura. So, um, if you have more questions about what I'm saying here, please let me know. I'm I'm feeling like very sensitive lately to to words and the and the meaning that we're putting on on words and language and um I think that there is so much talking going on and so many words being used and I think that we're not really communicating with each other because we all have these different ideas of what, of what these words mean. Um, And it gets a little, a little abstract if we don't have specific examples, but I'm going to leave it at that for now. And I think that if an opportunity arises to, to talk about that more, um, I certainly have a lot to say (laughs) about that. So if anyone's listening... That wants to uh, talk to me about that, wants to bring me into a conversation about that, I'm all for it. So the other thing that I want to do today is answer uh, some questions that I got about two, almost two weeks ago now. I think a little, little over a week and a half, if I'm remembering correctly. And these questions were in response to a prompt that I put out, which was, what's your biggest struggle as a reflector in your day-to-day life? Um, Because a big reason why so many of us come to human design is to lessen our resistance in this world. And (laughs) sometimes we initially face more resistance from our mind because it wants to hold on so tightly to this thing that it heard or this thing that it, you know, it wants to be certain about. um. And so, you know, we come to human design and we want things to make sense. And sometimes <laughs> things make less sense than they ever have. Because we have so much unraveling to do, so much unlearning to do. Before I found human design, I I called it unlearning. Like, I was in, you know, a sort of, I don't know, we'll call it pre-deconditioning phase, where I was really starting to slow down and, and look at my life and look at myself and the roles that I was playing and, and whatnot. And... And I, I, I was calling that unlearning back then, but I still like that now because, you know, so many of these things that we've learned, we, we want to hold on um, because it feels safer um, to know something for sure. Anyway, I haven't read these questions for since I first got them, so I'm going to just read them off, um, and I feel like it's going to be, like, reading them off for the first time, so we'll see what happens, and I'll just go through like I did in the relationship episode a few episodes back, um, and answer the questions for what's, yeah, what's coming up for me right now when I, when I read them. Okay, first one I'm trying to honor my strategy to wait when making big decisions, um, but it's been challenging for me. Oftentimes, I feel impatient. Like, if I wait, then maybe I'm going to miss an opportunity, and then if I miss an opportunity, I'll feel disappointed. Okay. Um, They sent an upside-down smiley face with that because of the irony of that. (laughs) Oh, fomo! The fear of missing out, right? Um The thing is that if there's something that is going to happen in your life like if there is something that's that's on your like sort of trajectory that you're on, you're not going to miss it, and anything that you miss out on it it wasn't for you. And the thing with waiting is that you're actually lessening your disappointment by waiting and letting the correct things come to you. Like, as a reflector, it's very... It's a very strange experience when you first learn about this strategy to wait a lunar cycle, you know, 28 to 29 days, it's, it's like really uncomfortable to feel like you're missing out on things because, okay, I mean, imagine you're in environments and with people that may not be correct for you, may not be, you know, right for you, and you're kind of still in this place of like, well, these people are important to me, or I have to do this, otherwise I'm going to miss out on this thing. I'm maybe I'll miss out on an opportunity. Um, all of that is, I think, it's something to observe and to not be hard on yourself for, because it's really normal to feel like that. But then to also realize that there is no missing out. There is no missing out. Um, You're not going to miss an opportunity that is for you, and so there can be some... some peace in that waiting, and some deep breaths (laughs) can help because I know that that feeling of anxiety very well and breathing, yoga, um, breath work, you know, being in nature, taking a step back and and looking at your life and and realizing, oh, you know, I actually haven't missed out on anything that was meant for me in the past. So... In this situation now where I'm afraid, oh, if I don't do this, if I don't say yes right away, I'm gonna miss out. Um, And here's the thing, there's, like, always (laughs) the option of just doing it anyway. Don't wait. See what happens. You, you might find that if you play with both of these that you're far more disappointed when you don't wait because you're going to push for things. You're going to feel, like, pressure and act on it. You're going to be burned out and disappointed. <laughs> it's your experiment, so so please try it for yourself. See how it goes. Okay, next. I'm struggling with the following. Spiritual people say everything happens uh, everything that happens in your life is a reflection of your inner world. Hmm. You attract what you are or think, and everything happens for a reason. So I always try to see the lesson or the message, but I can't get my head around. Sometimes it's quite a fuck. Is it the chicken or the egg? When you reflect the world and people around you as well. Does this law of attraction work the same for reflectors? uh, is the world a mirror? Am I a mirror? How does this work? Or am I just overthinking? (laughs) Um, first of all, yes, I think probably you're overthinking. Most of us are overthinking most of the time, I think. Um, (laughs) I'll just touch on the law of attraction for a second. So, I think the basic premise of the law of attraction is kind of, like, as within, so without, right? So what's going on on my inner world will show up also in my outer world. So we attract what we're thinking about or, we, you know, if you're talking like the secret kind of thing, right, like you're thinking about something and then it comes to pass because, okay, let's say you were thinking about something quote-unquote negative and then it happens. Um, and then people will use this law of attraction to try to get what they want. Okay. I'm, I'm doing air, I'm doing a lot of air quotes here, (laughs) but you guys can't see me. I'm doing air quotes around want. Um, so let's just say that I decide that I want, um, $500 tomorrow, okay? For example, (laughs) we'll just, you know, money, everyone is like, I want to attract money, okay? So, if I want to attract $500 tomorrow, well, first of all, I want to back up a little bit because, well, why? Where does that, like, wanting come from? For a reflector, you don't have any, like, definition in your ego center, your heart center. So maybe ask yourself the question there, am I trying to prove something? What What do you actually want? Like, what is that $500 going to bring you? What do you think it's going to bring you? Um, a lot of times people will you know, use the law of attraction to get what they want. But what I find, and I I do um, psychic sessions and uh, I've done you know, a psychic training and Reiki. And so oftentimes people uh, will come and, and talk to me and work with me. And they'll say, well, I want this in my life. Why don't I have it yet? What's wrong here? What do I need to do to get it? And what I always find 100% of the time is that there's that question that they think is the, the root question. Like, it's at the heart of what they, you know, are there for. That's what, that's what, um, they book the session for this question, to have this question answered. Um, the thing is, is that there's always an energy that goes deeper than that. There's always something under that. And a lot of times it's because we have attached to an idea of what a good life looks like. Or a successful life. Or a happy life. And we have picked up these messages from our families, our cultures, media, all things that are not us. We've picked up all of these ideas that are external. Um, And I mean, we believed in fairy tales and we've said, I want that for myself. Okay. So wealth, money. Okay. Let's go back to my $500 example. Maybe if I look a little deeper, I'll see that what I actually want is the freedom to be surprised? Okay, I I don't the freedom to not have to work for a week. Okay, maybe I get a week off if I get five hundred dollars, um, and I and I don't have to worry about paying my bills. I think that. Um, It's like a, what I find is that the way that I see most, like, people using the law of attraction is taking this mental attachment and trying really hard to focus with your mind on uh, what it is you want, you know, so that you can have it show up in your external reality. Um, but the mind, (laughs) in human design, the mind is not a place where anyone of us makes decisions. There is no type that has the mind as an authority. Um, the mind is a beautiful, useful tool for awareness, like for, for seeing the world, for understanding what's going on, you know, for thinking Thinking is fun, <laughs> um, but it's not the place that we're making decisions from. So then I think it's really important to identify, like, where is that coming from? And how is that, uh, you know, coming, you know, how is that coming from your, like, your social conditioning? Um... Everything, again, <laughs> this is, this goes back to the first question. Everything that is meant for you will be attracted to you. Um, and I think the more that we surrender, as reflectors especially, the more that we surrender to the experience uh, and what life has to bring us and has to teach us and has to show us, um, the more that we will find that we are so surprised by what life brings our way and it is better than anything that we could have tried to attract with our minds, right? Um, I've found this every time I, I'm like, you know, in the past, I did the whole thing, right? I sat down, I made the lists years ago. And I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. If I had those things on that list, I would be missing out on what I have now. Like, the beautiful surprises that life has brought me. It's... I'm so taken care of, even though I don't have a lot. I don't have you know, success necessarily in, in, um, in the way that a lot of people in the world view success. I don't have, um, you know, oh, right now I'm blanking. I'm like, what do, what do people want? I don't know. (laughs) Success, fame, money. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of those, those, like, outward symbols of, like, wow, I've made it, but I'm so surprised every day, like, I'm truly, um, it's an incredible experience, like, (laughs) waking up and asking myself, like, who am I gonna be today? Like, what's gonna happen today? Who knows? Okay, I'm gonna move on, um, okay. Inconsistency. It upsets people that it seems my whole personality changes from day to day. Well, get those people out of your life. <laughs> uh, I know that's um, easier said than done in a lot of cases. Um, but it's really important to be in the right environment, the correct environment. and. Ideally, the correct people find their way to being around you, um, or at least people who will think it's awesome, your inconsistency. Um, and first and foremost, you have to like really embrace uh, that inconsistency in your day-to-day But know that you also, you know, you also do have a consistent, um, lunar cycle that repeats itself month after month. Um, fitting, okay, next one here says fitting in literally anywhere and feeling misunderstood. Yeah, um, fitting in as a reflector, um, You know, I have had a lot of experiences in my life where I will be at like an event or I'll be meeting people and I will like physically be pushed out of a circle. You know, when people stand in circles and like sometimes they like break off into smaller circles, sometimes I'll be like pushed out of the circle. Um, this has happened to me, like, in elementary school all the way through, like, my adult life. Like, last year, I was living abroad and I went to this expat group and it happened to me, like, multiple times. It was so strange because I felt very calm, open, um, you know, receptive to these people. And it was like they were literally um, pushing me out with their bodies by not allowing me into the circle. And it hurts. It's like, what happened here? Because I didn't say that much. I introduced myself or something like that. But I think in those cases, I remind myself, okay, this is a gift. Okay, this kind of hurts, right? Because it's like, ouch, like, why? I think it's it's not personal um and it also says something about like where those people are at that they don't want to like kind of take you in to the circle okay a reflector ideally is in the center of the circle um but that is not I mean in a lot of places in the world right i would say that I've almost never experienced, like an ideal reflector situation. But um, it's going to happen that you're going to get shoved out of the circle sometimes, and um, honor that that pain, that hurt, and then also know it's not personal, and that's just not the right environment for you. You're not being honored um, time to go, maybe. Um, trying to do it all without a consistent energy source. Okay. That, I would say, you're not here to do it all. (laughs) None of us, no human is here to do it all. Um, especially not you as a reflector. Um, I think maybe what you mean is just, like, trying to get everything that, you know... (sighs) Unfortunately, we live in this like life where it's like, okay, we have to pay bills, we have to buy groceries so that we can feed ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. Like and it's like almost like there's no solution yet for reflectors um who like are is designed so differently and and expected to be like shut like a you know square peg being shoved into a round hole it's like get in there like be like us do it do it this way um i don't necessarily have a good answer for that except okay there's also another one that says um, My struggle is being pushed in a 9-to-5 job to work consistently hard. We're here to work in waves, yeah. Um, someone else says, sticking to long-term plans when I feel so different every day. These are very similar themes, right? Another person says, not knowing what my energy will be like each day. Staying, f- someone else, <laughs> staying focused sometimes, losing interest in things because we're so open, being distracted easily, yeah. I really, really relate to all of these and I think in a, in an ideal world, reflectors are totally taken care of by their communities, meaning food, water, shelter, comf- comfort, comfort, all of that is taken care of. Ugh. We are not in an ideal world, are we? Um, I really hope to see the human design people. I'm, I'm even hesitating to call it a community these days because it's really not a community. Um, it's a lot of people. disjointed and a lot of people um I have found um are separating themselves by type. Now I'm Reflector Life on Instagram, right? And like I'm running a reflector program. Which by the way, you can apply until Tuesday night. So like Wednesday the twenty sixth morning pretty much you can apply. Um and we start on the twenty ninth. So if you haven't done that yet, please do. I'd love to have you. Um, you can get the info for that. Um, I'll, I'll I'll put it in the in the show notes. Anyway, I digress. Um, I think projectors are trying to learn what it is to be a projector. Generators, same. Manifestors are like doing their thing. I think um, we're not, we're not at a point from where I stand and what I see and the people that I know, um, even among people who are trained and educated and have been experimenting for many years, uh, there's no, there's, there's like no place for reflectors. And so, therefore, I can't call it a community. <laughs> ah, some of my disappointment is coming through there. Um, okay, practical tips for, like, managing day-to-day life. Um, get as much support and help as you possibly can, first of all, to do the things that um, are difficult for you to do. Uh, if you can get help with with cleaning, with childcare, um, if you can set really strong boundaries at your workplace, if you are, like one person said, in a nine-to-five, uh, your rest is absolutely vital. So, if you can sleep alone, I think that will help you a lot. Um try that and get some, get some alone time, get some rest, um, make room for that because if you are, if you are outputting in a nine to five or something like that regularly, it's, it's just, it's not necessarily sustainable. So the more help that you can get, and support that you can get and the more, um, pressure you can take off of yourself and the more boundaries you can set around your time, your energy, your space, the better. Um, okay. Someone said, my biggest struggle is disassociation and feeling removed from my emotions and body at times. Mm. I don't think this is uncommon at all. Um, I've spoken with a lot of reflectors who, as children, like, really disconnected from themselves because they felt so much. They had such a sensitivity to what was going on around them, and it just all became too much. Um, first of all, know that you're not alone. Second of all, um, definitely get some support in doing some somatic work, some embodiment work, to understand the particular reasons why you left your body, you know, in a way, so to speak. I always say that, um, I had a fairly difficult childhood experience and, um, my, my time and my space and and my, my body and my energy were not honored. And I checked out, I, I checked out and I got really into a spiritual practice, right? I was like praying all the time, right? But I was very much like, felt like I was floating above my body because it felt way too painful to be in here. I'm, like, tapping my body right now. It hurt too much. Um, I don't think that is an uncommon experience. For anyone who is sensitive, um, for reflectors, absolutely common. Um, I think, like, therapy, like, talk therapy can actually be really helpful for reflectors to understand. Like, if you have not yet, um, understood your, life thus far, (laughs) I think talk therapy can be helpful to talk through things and not even necessarily to get advice. Although, obviously, like, if you have a good therapist, like, you know, you can ask for advice um, or practices or things like that. Um, But to hear yourself talk, there's a lot of healing in processing things out loud that have happened to you in your life. And then I I really I mean yoga yoga snapped me back into my body and I had a like everything in my life like went wild. Um I started doing yoga. I started feeling my body again and I <laughs> my whole life fell apart to be honest. Like I got divorced. Um I quit my job. I sold everything. I left the country. Um man, yeah, that was intense. So after all those years as a child, dissociating, um, being out of my body, as I called it, man, I started doing yoga regularly every day and I, (laughs) it was almost too fast. Um, so know that, that if you're doing any kind of embodiment work that can happen, that it can really shake things up. And so it's really good to have support lined up for, for that. Okay. Um, um, okay. Someone says, not knowing what to do with my gifts when they aren't called or invited. Everyone says we are the mirrors. We feel things for the collective, but no one is putting us in this place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am so tired because of this. I am so tired of people who are educated in human design, um, not treating reflectors with, th- with that respect and not treating reflectors well. Honestly, I've had a lot of experiences where I just felt so, like, disrespected and disregarded. And... Um, I think that, that people don't even realize that they've done that, or maybe they do. I don't know. Um, it is, it is very exhausting to, uh, to deal with. And I think that one of the things that I'm here to do is to help reflectors understand who we are, to know who we are. Um, the first step in in that process, I guess, of like being honored by others is like, we first have to know who we are and why we're here and what our role is and and all of that. I am just one person so, all of you reflectors out there, please, please um, remember who you are. Now I sound like uh, Mufasa. <laughs> Simba, remember who you are. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, okay, someone said working within the moon cycles versus society cycles. Okay, that goes that goes back with the Um, the societal expectations are, um, yeah, they're not really for you. And I think collectively we are in a process of unlearning. We are in a process of, of all of that, all of those ways that we've been for such a long time in human history are crumbling and so i i see things kind of falling apart system systems you know like energetically falling apart but we're not quite there yet but i think we can feel it and we're like i don't know it'll be interesting to see what unfolds um Okay. Someone says, feeling disconnected from people because I can sense the disconnect they have from themselves. Oof. Yeah. That is a struggle that is probably never going away. (laughs) Um, but I think something like really that helps me with that because I feel that a lot too. Um, feeling uncomfortable with people because they feel like insecure or uncomfortable with themselves, or feeling like, I don't know, like, shame or embarrassed or just disconnected in general, um, it's, it's terrible, it's terrible, um, however, this is how I have found, um, has helped me is basically, uh, not taking it personally, stepping back in those situations, like literally sometimes going to the other room and collecting myself and remembering and reminding myself, this is not about you. Um, it is disappointing. Absolutely. Um, but there's not really anything to do here. Um, the other thing I think is, is perhaps if this is a person that you're close with and, and you kind of have that open invitation, you can maybe say something like, hey, I'm noticing you're feeling really disconnected from yourself. Sometimes I say this to strangers. It's not really usually recommended. (laughs) But sometimes life just brings you to a situation, and you're like, "Hey, I think you really don't like yourself. What's going on with you um which has led to some really interesting conversations in very interesting places, like bars or <laughs> parties or things like that in my life. Um, yeah, mixed results on on reactions to the that kind of behavior. <laughs> Um, okay. When someone says, uh, it's difficult to not be able to convince everyone around that I will be able to follow my dreams and pursue career in the area of my passion. Um, you don't have to convince anyone. You don't have to convince anyone of anything, first of all. Um, and you don't, you don't have to, uh, pursue anything, really. Um, and you might find that your passions change. You might find that, um, that they shift over time and that's okay. That's normal. That's correct for you as a reflector. Um, okay. Someone said what to do with, with frustration and huge anger. Oof girl, I feel you. <laughs> Huge anger. Um, I think that, uh, you know, it's interesting because this, maybe this goes along with the disassociation is that in, in my personal process, when I went through kind of what I call coming back into my body after a, a lot of childhood years, not just just checked out. Um, after a process of, like, really feeling uncomfortable and kind of like, whoa, what's happening? I got really angry. I got really angry. And I think this is part of the grieving process of disappointment with the world, with people. Um, people are always going <laughs> to disappoint us, but I think that, um, a lot, for a lot of us, we haven't processed what we've been through in our younger years, perhaps, and so there's some, like, rage stored up, okay? It's like, there's so much disappointment there, it just sits in your body and turns into anger sometimes, um, I'm not saying, like, every reflector feels this, but I certainly did. I have spoken with, um, with Sally from Reflector Illuminations. You can find her there on Instagram. We've talked about something called Reflector Rage, <laughs> um, because we have this similar experience of, like, uh, just being controlled put into a box, this is what you are, why can't you be more this, or you're so that, or whatever. Um, And not dealing with that for a long time leads to this, like, compounded, like, rage. Um, For me, I sang a lot. Like, I have... Uh, half of all of the manifested channels, <laughs> um, and and so like my gate twelve, my gate thirty six, uh, my gate uh twenty one. I think they well, especially the twelve. Um, and I don't know, probably the the thirty six as well. They want to scream, <laughs> they want to scream. So, um, I was living in South Korea. And I would go after work sometimes. Um, this was while I was really processing my my grief going through the stages. Um, and I was really in anger for a while. And I would go to a place called the Norebang. Uh, Norebang is like a singing, it translates to singing room. Um, we in the US usually use the Japanese word karaoke. So anyway, I would go, but you put like just like some coins or bills in and you get like a certain number of songs and I would just like sing <laughs> and it was so good. It was like you get your own little room and like it would be filled with like middle schoolers, like angsty teens, like all around me in the other rooms and like me, this like foreigner, <laughs> um adult yeah. Anyway, I would go sing a lot. Um, then when I've been in the U.S. and have had access to a a car, I would, you know, kind of yell or, or sing in my car, like, really loudly. Um, that always really helped me. A lot of body embodiment stuff. Um, if you guys know who... John Wineland is, but I did one of his practices that was like feminine grief or feminine anger or something. I can't remember. Um, but he had it, uh, you can, you can look into his, his workshop. You can get a free trial or, or not, whatever. You can probably look these up on, on YouTube or something too. Um, but it was this, 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 um, you play the role of you and you play the role of your, your parent and you switch back and forth and you, you're in the role of you and then you, and then you move into the role of the parent and you, you have this conversation with your body and with your words between the two of you. Okay. This is acting, right? But it's, that was incredibly healing for me, um, to let out a lot of rage and then also to be on the other side of that as, um, my mother, as my father and feel into, oh, what does it feel to receive that? And, and to respond, like, what is that side of it too? So that might be something. Um, but, oh man, like, if you are into, you know, yoga, dance, dance is a great way to express anger, um, running, oh, there's so many ways that you can move your body. So I would move your body a lot. Um, I would also, if you can, you know, get some support from a therapist or a trusted friend or family member who can, who can like hear you in your rage and not be afraid. <laughs> um, Someone who, who will, like, allow you to be seen in that, that can feel really healing as well. Okay. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. I think of the rest of these are really, really related to a lot of the others that I've already covered. So I'm gonna wrap up the Q&A for now. Um... Yeah, thank you guys so much for sending in all those questions, all of those things that you struggled with. It's really beautiful to be able to hear each other out, um, to be able to really, like, hear that you're not alone in these struggles. Um, yeah, and I feel that too, so thank you so much um, for sharing. Um, again, I want to invite you, uh, to apply, to sign up for the Reflector Journey. It is an eight-week group Reflector program where we're gonna, like, get really cozy with each other and talk about our designs and what it means to, to live as a Reflector. So... If you want to hang out with me um, for two months, that's the place to do it. Um, So again, I'll I'll put the info for that in the show note description. Um, And if you have any questions about it, just send me a message. Um, On here on Instagram is fine. Um, But yeah, there's an info page and whatnot that has a lot of the details. So I can't wait to see those of you ha- who have already signed up and are in there and those of you who have yet to sign up. I'm so excited to have you too. Um, yeah, again, applications close for that on, um, we're going to, we're going to go with the 26th of April um, or 27th. Yeah, 27th. Uh, and then we start, our first group call is on the 29th of April. So, yeah, again, all the details, I won't bore you here with, with that. Um, but I would absolutely love to have you in there if that feels right for you. So, guys, this brings me to the end. Thank you again to all of you who sent in questions and thoughts and, and your vulnerable shares. Um, I love you guys, and I will see you back here next time. Thank you so much for hanging out with me in this episode of Reflector Life, the podcast. Please feel free to leave a review, share with a friend, or send in a voice message to have your question featured on a future episode. Again, my name is Amanda Purcell. You can find me at amandapurcell.com or at Reflector on Instagram. See you next time. Much love.